Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Do I sound okay? Good. I mean, we recorded. Define oh. okay. Okay, got it. You sound fine. You, you sound like work. you. Are you, did you want to sound better than you? Can you can you um can you auto tune my podcast voice? <laughs> Podcasting with auto tune. I don't know. That you sound it. like an Irish person. I know that was accidental. Auto tune. Auto tune. My voice. Auto tune. Uh, Drennan is it's sweater weather here. Drennan is officially wearing his first sweater of the fall. It's so cozy. It looks good. It looks good. Well, everybody, welcome to Side Work Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hey guys, I'm your other host, Andrea Wallace. And, and I am not a host. You are not a host, but joining us today, uh, two times now. Oh, yeah, welcome back. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Welcome back, uh, Drennan Davis. Everybody, it's like a pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, in the shoes, shoesies Side Work Podcast category. Wow. Yep. <laughs> what else has twos? Mittens, earrings. Uh, well, you know, there's all sorts of things that come in twos, and then Everything that, and then, comes in twos and then that'd be like what say. you are. Bad news. Me. Bad news comes in twos. I it or is that threes? threes? You're right. That's uh, for next time. Okay. Next time we'll next do that. Time, yeah. Mm-hmm. I already. I feel like I was just all bad news the first time I came on this. How so? Well, I was just talking about like all the worst experiences I had <laughs> <Yeah>. in waiting. <laughs> this will be a little more laid back because uh, I feel like right after you were on our podcast, you then went and spoke to Brooks Whelan and repeated the story about being choked by your manager. So- yeah, it's a fun story that everybody likes to hear. <laughs> Everyone I think people loves like it. to hear me. If they knew what I looked like, they would feel a lot better about it. Because yes. it's like, I, I really do look like I should be choked. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I mean, I saw you in that sweater and I was like, I'd like oh, to choke that guy. son of a bitch. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's just jump right into some server submitted stories, shall we, everybody? Uh, yeah. That sounds fun. To kick it off right off the top, this was just a funny message that I love that was uh, sent to us. So, Andrea, I'll have you read this first one. At NetWeight Gib. I got pulled over while listening to the new episode today, and I didn't turn it off while the cop gave me my $230 ticket and court date for an improper lane change. I'm still drafting my server submitted story about working at Red Robin for two days last month, (laughs) but I think I might have to go back so I can pay this bullshit off. 
Oh, I was on my way to buy a casserole dish from Goodwill. Hashtag rock bottom. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, man. Okay. Well, first of all, everyone who listens to the podcast, please drive safe. You know, I know we're really funny and it might cause improper lane changes, but. Um, <laughs> Just swerving off the side of the road. <laughs> from hilarity. Oh, boy. That seems like a pretty big ticket for just not yeah i wonder where they're coming from none of them are cheap like none of them are cheap uh i did an improper lane change and that in new york city was like oh god 250 300 something like that it's yeah it's a lot maybe tickets have also just like gone up since like the last time i was pulled over well here's a fun one this is this one is uh about our yelp episode that was two episodes ago and this is, uh, again, fan, constant contributor. We love her at Midwest Nice Makes. Had to comment on the Yelp episode. She said, I've already sent you enough nonsense, but let me just say, my favorite Yelp review of the brewery I worked at was two stars. Complaining about our pizza, saying, I know real food. I'm from California. <laughs> Same reviewer gave a local McDonald's five stars for their delicious chicken sandwich and free Wi-Fi. So just to just to circle back to the nightmare that, that is Yelp is a nightmare Yelp. place. Full of I feel like people. you guys get a lot. I mean, this is probably a safe space for people who didn't want to actually Yelp, but they can Yelp to you guys instead. Well, there are, it's like servers who can Yelp to us because they can't gotcha. Yelp about customers. Gotcha. Which is great. Yeah. Oh, that's a great way to put it. We are like service industry Yelp. Oh, I don't think we should just. I don't no, I don't even want to use their Yelp. word. An app. I think you just know. the word help. Yeah, is good. Is better. <laughs> just event space, you know. We've created a safe space. Is what I think. Um, this is super cute too. I'm gonna read one more sweet one. I love this. This is great. And then we'll do some actual work-related stories. Do it in your cutest voice. Okay, this is so sweet. Um, this is at Keely. Keely Eat. Man, again, these handles. I struggle with. Maybe them. Maybe we'll just just have them like phonetically like spell them out for us when they send us the story. Yeah, I guess. Fine. Or maybe her name's cute. I'm not sure. But she said, this is so cute. She wrote and said, hello, I love the podcast. I have never, ever worked in the food service industry. Thought about it. Told my friend. Then she told me to start listening. I made up my mind that I never will work in food service. Good call, girl. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> just wanted to say thank you for all the laughs. Since I have started listening, I started tipping better. Boom. She says, I have always been a 15% girl, but now I'm 20%. Also, nice. I've started tipping people that work behind the counter. Hell Yay. yeah. That episode really opened my eyes. Again, I can't necessarily relate to the stories, but I love, love, love listening. I get excited every Friday. I share the podcast with everyone, even my mom. We binge listened driving from Sacramento to South uh, San Diego, and we were cracking up the entire time. I literally have a notes page in my phone of certain minutes in certain episodes that just have me crying. I go back and listen when I need a <laughs> laugh. Uh, that's fucking that's incredible uh brooke we're changing lives i know we are one by one <laughs> just just we're helping people get better tips by turning you know former 15 percenters to 20 percenters i love we it. know jesus would tip 20 percent oh, <laughs> we know that jesus would do that or whoever okay. it is you worship in your life whoever, your, whoever your god is <laughs> bikram chaudhry we watched that. oh no <laughs> <laughs> hi Ernest Geldner, okay. I think. Okay. I work at Vale. <laughs> I work at Vale Hotel Bar. That was a half local and half guest joint at Apres Ski, which is always a good time. 
I used to have a regular lady in her 60s who ran a local business and used to drunkenly hit on, oh, used to drunkenly hit on me every night. She constantly brought up a movie called Harold and Maude, which I think was about an older lady and a very younger man having an affair. I used to do all sorts of bar tricks. It was after the cocktail movie that one of my better ones was lighting a match on a matchbook and sliding it across the bar when someone wanted a light. The last time I did this was when Carmel, the lady I'm assuming, asked me for a light. I slid the matchbook across a little too hard and it landed on her white fluffy sweater and it instantly lit up. I quickly threw her drink on a sweater and put it out before it caused any damage. I apologized immediately. She was very nice about it and was more upset I spilt her drink. I also met my Australian wife of 25 years there. Thanks, Ernie. <laughs> all right. First of all, Harold and Maude were in love. They with were in love. It wasn't. Um, but this is a hilarious. That's a hilarious story. I that story was going somewhere else for sure. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing is, is when you reach a certain age, people find older women to be highly ignorable and unthreatening, even though with our sexual advances. And so, you know, it's cute. I can't wait to get to the age of just pinching young dudes asses. Oh, yeah. It's like, basically I don't once, think I'm going to do that. Once, once you look like your libido's gone, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yes, when sure really, can. you're just peaking. According to science, you're peaking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Christ. Okay, and uh, this is the very last one. It's a little bit longer, but it's good. It reads well. He he wrote it really well. Promised? I thought so. Okay, at Mason Fedden. Hi, my name is Mason, and I'd love to tell you all about one of my recent experiences. Sorry, this might get a little long. I worked at a sports bar, Wild Wing Cafe, if you're allowed to say that name. Um, in a college town in South Carolina where one of the two major football teams is based. Obviously, there's a very rabid fan base here. So, a Saturdays ago, there was an afternoon game with another big team. Not a rival, but definitely a major game. I was set to be cut at two, which made me kind of grumpy because I wanted to work the game since that's where the money is. On the other hand, I had been there since 9 a.m. at this point. So around like 1.30, a four-top comes in, and I'm told I'm cut and then can leave after they're done. They're super nice and are hanging out. Awesome, because for me, I'll figure that will mean more money. So, um, and then two more people join them, get their orders too. Then three more people. Then two people leave. Then three more people join them. <laughs> and show up. And so on and so forth until they're basically... Uh, have overtaken the entire upstairs of the bar, which has about 20 tables in there. So like Jesus. that's a lot of space. Fuck. Okay. I'm waiting through about 60 people <laughs> what the oh. fuck, at any given time. And they're all flagging me down as I scoot past with more orders. My food runners don't know where the hell to take the food. So they're leaving, they're leaving it behind uh, the unused bar up there for me to deliver, which is totally understandable, but like also so much of a hassle. Everyone with maybe three exceptions was extremely nice. But after two hours in a, I was, um, everybody was extremely nice. But after two hours in, I was very, very tired and getting discouraged by how exhausted I was. Then people started slipping cash into my hands when I yeah. delivered their orders. More and more uh, of them started doing it randomly as they got drunker and drunker. <laughs> At one point, some guy asked for Irish coffees, which were not on our menu, but I figured I could do anyway. 
I brewed a couple of pots of coffee and rang them in, but the bar- bartender probably took 15 minutes to add Bailey's. Yeah, He's never been a fan of me. <laughs> <laughs> And cussed me out in front of customers for waiting on my drinks instead of running his food. Jesus Christ. He also threw an empty drink tray at me, which hit me square in the chest because I was waiting, but I digress. God, fucking cocky bartenders. I swear to God. Seriously. I took the coffees up to where all four guys, uh, I took the coffees up where all four gays guys gave me $5 bills for the coffee. I apologized for the wait and uh, told them my bartender was a dick. So it took me a while, which they got a good laugh out of, and they gave me another five for my efforts and candor. Man, I love this. Um, they all got plastered and began calling Ubers, which, thank God, our location will call rides, but it's a huge hassle. Um, and they were hugging me and giving me fist bumps and yelling about <laughs> how it was their favorite server they've ever had. And then I heard the magical words, all one check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boom. Okay, that gets a bell. Oh, this is insane. The bill was over three grand wow. and they over tipped on the bill in addition to the cash they've given me. I started crying right then, partly out of exhaustion and partly because before that I couldn't make rent Ugh. the next week and it was more than enough to put me over. The guy who picked up the bill didn't hesitate to give me a giant bear hug and tell me that I absolutely earned it. I'm like getting kind of misty reading this. This is a good one. (laughs) In six years, I've never been that emotional because of a restaurant experience, even the bad ones. I was exhausted to the core and didn't get a break for 17 hours from 9 a.m. to 2 a.m., but that was one of the best days I've ever had in a restaurant. Screw the bar, and I'm glad I don't work there anymore, (laughs) but I hope that whole group is living their best lives and making other servers feel like their grueling jobs are worth it, sometimes just like they did for me. Love the pod. Been with it since day one, and it never fails to brighten my day. Mason. Oh, oh my God. That's so good. Uh, Mason. So I'm seriously, I'm I'm all I'm seriously all misty from this, Mason. It's it's great. I think, you know, because it sounds like Mason, I'm sure, you know, if it's been almost a year, if you've been listening and, and the server submitted stories are eh, maybe like about like, I don't know, quarter of the way into the the pod, we started doing them and they've all been mostly funny and negative. And then a few months ago when we started, you know, people started writing in and sharing really happy, good customer experiences. I think we realized like, oh yes, please send us those too. Like we want to, you know, as much fun and as, as it is to rag on bad customers, it's really great to have these because there's so much bad news everywhere. This, and yeah, yeah. This is great. This is like the perfect Thanksgiving. Exactly. Server submitted story. Isn't it to great? To be like thankful for what you have in the people around you. That's why I used it. <laughs> as our little segue into the topic of the day but um you guys thanks again we've got you know uh we've got a nice little influx of server submitted stories but always need them so keep them coming let us know yeah and we still want to hear the crazy shitty ones too of course (laughs) and uh if you had to work thanksgiving because that's what the topic is going to be about today do send us some thanksgiving stories or even holiday upcoming holiday stories we want them um, so guys, today the topic is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I know. <laughs> Who's going home for Thanksgiving? Not me. Not, Not me. me. I never do. No, no, no. I used to all the time because I was born on Thanksgiving, so yes. like it was a family thing. Happy happy birthday you're, yesterday. You're, you're the turkey that came out of the oven. I'm the turkey. <laughs> I was a what big. Did you call me? <laughs> I blew up my mom's pussy. Are you like <laughs> Jesus. Jesus What how did you say the turkey blowing up pussy? I've never heard that before. <laughs> no. Is that a thing is that a term, it's a Thanksgiving a term, term I'm not familiar at with? All. 
I'm sorry, you blew out your mom's oven. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there we go. Yes. That uh, makes more sense. Except for, yeah. Whew, I'll tell um, you. Just yeah. covered in titers. Hey, listen, yeah. there's never any real talk about how you tear your vaginal wall. Okay? Anyways. Or floor. I Sorry. was cesarean, so. Neither way. Oh, okay, good. So I was a true turkey. Cool. You were like, you were like a, a honey-baked ham, a That's pre-baked right. ham. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then they like, they checked the, they, they put in the, the thermometer. <laughs> and and like, then it pops up when you're done. Right, yeah. They're like, ready to be born. Did, does your mom have like Thanksgiving stories? Was she sitting around a table with everyone and then was... No, no, no. She was in the hospital. In the it hospital. Was I mean, this was like, it was a long one. It's the Syrians. It's like, you yeah. know, they try everything. Until Johnny was like, like, nope, nope. I'm not coming out. Sorry. I, apparently I was upside down. Oh. And, and so that's why. Of course you were. It. Yeah. You're breached, course. baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a breacher. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So that's why. But it took forever. So she was there pretty much all Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, she said it was her best Thanksgiving ever. Oh, very. It would have been weird if she said that it was like second best. Thanksgiving. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, yeah, there was this she one was Thanksgiving. Like, there was this pie one year <laughs> better also, than you, and also the turkey wasn't super dry that year. So I'd say that number one, and then number two is the day I, I birthed you. Anyways, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. What? So have you had any? Um, like you, do you have some birthday stories with Thanksgiving? Or? I mean, they're like I, the thing is, is like because I, um, you know, I have a birthday that's on a holiday. Um, it's a weird one to have. A, it's a weird holiday. It to have a is. Birthday on. So like it's are like, all Christmas Christmas birthdays? Yeah. So it's rough. like hanging yeah. out with the fam a lot. You know, I was never really able to have like birthday parties. At least, well, not on that era. I would have to like either make it earlier or later. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really like Thanksgiving. Like, I know a lot of people, it's not their favorite, but um, it's kind of my favorite just because uh, you just all you do is eat. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. And we're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, the controversies surrounding Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. I know. I got some weird presents. I think my uncle gave me a condom when I was <laughs> eight. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he was just like, you need to learn about sex. And gave me like a, it was like a generic condom too. It was like yellow and just said condom on it. Cool, bro. <laughs> That's my favorite kind. And he's, he's like, he's like, this is homemade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made these condoms. Lube-free yeah. condoms. Yeah, he was, he, you know, everybody has an uncle like that. And he was like really no Rush Limbaugh and just like Whoa. everybody was fighting with I don't have an uncle like that. <laughs> you don't? I do, well, okay, there, I do have an I uncle. feel like everybody has a Republican uncle. Um, uh, no, He's not my, anymore, by the my way. parents, my parents were the Republicans and are not Republicans anymore. And then, but I've had the way too liberal older uncle who gives so many unwarranted shoulder rubs at the holidays. Oh. It's just like, what is, does like, that have to do with his political affiliation? <laughs> I'm just saying super like he, <laughs> do you have a Wallace particular thanksgiving traditions or things that i haven't been home for thanksgiving in like 17 years <laughs> so <laughs> i mean well that's I why think, we're going to talk about i think my first year i mean 
we actually used to um, never have Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving because my dad worked nights forever. Yeah. And so we would always have Thanksgiving on like the Saturday or Sunday after Thanksgiving because my dad had it off. And then we would turn it into a tradition like as we were teenagers and got older before I moved to Chicago where we could like bring friends over. And it kind of was like the weird like family slash slash Friendsgiving. Um, which was really fun. But for the longest time, my mom would make homemade spaghetti and meatballs on actual that Thanksgiving. That sounds so much better. Yeah, it is great. better. I'm actually a big fan. I mean, I love a dinner. Turkey's fine. But like the handful of times I've done non-traditional menus on Thanksgiving has been like pretty incredible. We're going to yeah, get into that. Totally. Yeah, totally. Because you're breaking the norm. Everybody is like excited about it. There know? was um, a letter to the editor in either Food or One or Bon Appetit a couple years ago where he talked about like taking the day really slowly um, and having people over in the afternoon and having like a little, maybe like some crab legs or something fancy mm-hmm. out and like a Bloody Mary bar and make mimosas then go out and like play a yard game if it's nice enough and then come back in and have like a couple more snacks and then taking the day really slow and then having the bird but only having like three sides with it right. and just really taking your time and appreciating each other. And I was just like, this is all I want to do on Thanksgiving. I don't want to be rushed. I don't want to have like, hi, welcome. Come on in. We're going to eat in 20 minutes at right. 2 PM. And then here's 14 different things to eat. And then we all eat in like 30 minutes and then it's done and back to the kitchen cleaning. Right. I don't Ugh. fucking enjoy Thanksgivings like that. My mom, I have just seen her lock herself in the bedroom and cry you know, mid prepping of meals because it's just so much work. And, and it always, you know, especially in that era falls into such a like matron, you know, like the, the mom of the house sort of duty and, and to have a mother-in-law looking over her shoulder being like, that's not the way I used to make it for little Mark, you know, cause my yeah. dad oh, was an only God. child sort of thing. And, and so like their antagonistic relationship their whole life. And it's like, my mom doesn't even like to cook. And it's this meal that is so overwhelming. You're like, she would get up at like 4 a.m. Yeah to get this shit going because you have to time the oven constantly for which dish can go in. Like, and it's I, watching the meltdowns and watching my mother work from sun up to past sundown, like not eat anything, not even have a drink. I was like, I hate this fucking meal. And Oh, this holiday is so intense, but yeah, that was probably our in tr- tradition. It was like watching my mother uh, be antagonized by my dad's mom. And then, um, I don't know, creepy shoulder rubs and uh, maybe some tag football out in the yard until I got too old for that. <laughs> and then I you're guess. like, I'll be in my room listening to music if you need me. God. <laughs> yeah, but my dad, so it's like because that side of the family um, and just in general, like a lot older, like, I mean, when his when his dad was alive, he was born in 1901. So, you know, they hadn't invented flavor yet. And like they, <laughs> like nothing was flavored. That maybe you that's know? just them. I think there was flavor. Uh, well, not when you're like Midwestern and completely lived through the Depression era sure. and all that stuff. So this meal was heaven on earth to them. And, and I get the, the thankfulness and, and living through really lean and, and scary times that the meal and the food is representative of not having a lot of choice and not having a lot of culture in that situation. Get it. But I mean, talk about the blandest version of just different colors of brown, lumpy, creamy foods next to a dry bird. And the only seasoning is salt and pepper, baby. I hate Thanksgiving at my home. Yeah, I get it. Like, that's kind of was always my problem with Thanksgiving, too, is, like, just not enough spice. I like a lot of spice I know you stuff. do. Let's 
quickly talk about the strangest Thanksgiving traditions, whether or not you have an uncle who's rubbing your shoulders um, without your consent. Um, but okay, let's talk about what is the presidential pardon of a turkey every year? What is this? I don't Why? know. They're still eating turkey. I know they of are. Of course. It's like one gets, it's like. It, is there some sort of like retirement club for all these turkeys that have been pardoned over the years? <laughs> or do they just end up not getting, getting killed that year? Because something happens to these birds. Something's got to go on. Like, do they go out and live out their natural life like on, on a tropical island? I mean, a lot of, they're all young turkeys. That's like what yeah. everybody gets. They're baby turkeys. So. And does it happen every year? Or are there years where they're just oh, yeah. like war ridden and they're like, fuck this bird no i'm i don't know what do you know did you look and see when the tradition started i didn't see when it started but this was this is a situation that happens like every year it's of course like always like the you know the rose garden one of those like where they always have the antics and the tv crews and whatever and it's just to me it's like so do they have a lineup you know of turkeys kind of like you would point out someone and (laughs) (laughs) you know but it's no, it's, no, 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 yeah. Like, is there no, some, no, yeah, yes. like, right. Is there like pageantry, like antics? Oh, if like, it, well, Trump's in office. So yes. To like which turkey actually gets pardoned. <laughs> yes. It will There's be an tr- elimination, series of eliminations. So, so Trump says grab you're fired. Turkeys. He goes, Dra- grab him by the turkeys. You look so fucking beautiful in that bikini. Oh this is God. a nice looking turkey. <laughs> you're fired. Um, Kennedy was the first person to par- pardon Oh, a so in the 60s. So in the 60s, oh. they pardon a turkey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. Yeah. But it's like who's Nixon sent birds to his petting zoo. He has a petting um, zoo. Reagan was the first to use the term pardon when he was talking about turkey. He was just he couldn't hear. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon. Oh wait, this is Truman began the tradition of pardoning a turkey. Eh, whatever. Everybody's What is the internet telling me? Oh no, Truman. It was Truman who did it first. Harry S. Truman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people do turkey bowling. That started here in California. Wait, what? They just like bowl the turkeys. The That's frozen. when you bowl three oh, strikes in like a row, in the, bro. Gotcha. But are they well, still in their bags <laughs> and then they cook them afterwards? Is that- yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, you mean like they use a frozen turkey to bowl with? Yeah, in in the grocery stores. And so, oh, they do it in the grocery in store. in the grocery oh, store. And so it was, uh, it was out here in California where that tradition started. So the aisles at a local, are the lanes. The aisles are the lanes, and you can line up like empty bottles, cans, yeah, whatever. And yeah, small yes. children. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to knock over. Because if that thing's frozen too and 15 oh, pounds, yeah. you can really hurt something. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. My brother dropped a frozen turkey on a kitty once when we were a little oh, kid. On a kitty? Yeah. He was so young. This is way back when we still lived in Utah. And as the story goes, <laughs> <laughs> I might have already told this, but like, no. Uh, he was on the counter. It was Thanksgiving time. The frozen bird was there. We had a little kitty. It got knocked off, and then all as my parents say, they just heard like, and then the cat like ran behind the refrigerator, which then we were told to get out of the go to the basement, kids. Uh, and the cat let out like a death gurgle um, and died. The small kitten, it was a total accident. But my parents, we were so young, they were they never they weren't like the cat died, the cat's dead because we were so young, so they were just like they. When we all we went behind the fridge for like maybe a year after it happened, and we were like, "Come here, kitty, kitty, kitty!" <laughs> like <laughs> for probably a like year a weird troll until they told it. Yeah, we were like, "The cat's behind the fridge. Where did the cat ever come out?" I was like four, and I was just like, "Come on, kitty, come out!" And then, uh, yeah, pretty fucking cute, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, my parents were <laughs> harboring a lie oh, of boy. a dead cat. <laughs> Poor fucking, yeah, R.I.P. that kitty. (laughs) 
Poor kitty. Yeah, frozen turkeys are no fucking joke. They yeah. will no, really if hurt you drop a it on your foot. I mean, there are so yeah. many hazards that happen at Thanksgiving. Like there is, the, so there is usually too. Like there's a uh, turkey crisis hotline that pops up what? every year uh, around the country. A turkey crisis hotline. What? You can call in when you're like. Ah, help you know like oh, um it's I like a cooking it's like uh, a cooking crisis hotline oh yeah. okay well, that makes more sense yeah it does get okay. tips you can call and get tips and you can be like oh my god thanksgiving is in three hours i didn't defrost the turkey and i'll be like ma'am you need to go into the bathroom and get yourself a hair dryer go get yourself a razor blade and end it all right now because you have totally fucked up thanksgiving you're gonna die <laughs> Okay, so turducken. Has anyone ever eaten turducken? I have. Yeah, I have. I used to work at a, um, um, I, I guess it was a New Orleans, a, a Cajun style, and they made it, and it was really, I did not like it at all. <laughs> it's like, there's no reason to put all three meats together. Like, what's the point of that? It's like, it's human centipede a bunch of birds. Yeah, it's really weird. that's exactly what it is. Ah, you know, it's fine. I, I wouldn't, I've had it and it's fine. There's other meats I'd rather stuff together. Those are all really hard to cook though, especially yeah. duck. It's true. You got to, well, there's so much. And duck is greasier. So, yeah, but that's super dry. Not, but that means that like the fat's going to come like through and out to the turkey. So I think it actually helps. Hmm. Okay. Stuffing a duck inside something. All right, cool. It goes like turkey, duck, chicken, right? Yeah. 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 Hmm. There should be there should be like a hedgehog that's alive that lives in there. <laughs> you gotta that's, eat really carefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't hedgehog. disturb the hedgehog. He's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> this is his natural habitat. <laughs> I loved this. So okay, and the, but this is a little bit of um. This is gonna be a bit of a situation this year because in San Francisco the tradition is. Dungeness crab. It oh, usually is yum. ready by mid-November, and that's the huge part of like a traditional San Francisco because you you celebrate like here's the first ones they're yeah. ready. Yeah. So they're not happening this year until uh, mid-December. Thanks, Trump. Globals. Right. Climate denier. Anyways, uh, but doesn't that sound so good? Yeah. Dungeness yeah. crab. Just give me some like chipino. Yeah. Me. I've done that for Christmas one year, and it was great. I, so that's all good. I want. Is like shellfish, really. I would be fine with Same. just totally fine the whole time. Yeah, because to me, I think it's so funny, and I I should have researched this a little more in terms of like where did we get the idea of the fact that um, a traditional Thanksgiving dinner is like turkey, mashed potato, cranberry sauce? Because like in in reality, it was I think oyster shooters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, it was, was all just like oysters and it was, yeah, dried, like corn. dried squid, dry mm -hmm. eel. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they seafood. did. They did have a few root vegetables, whatever was uh, available at the time. And it's more likely that they were eating um, like squab or Cornish hen or something really little. But this, yeah, stuffing completely made up like that's not a thing that was uh, done with the original Thanksgiving fe feast. So I would just imagine it becomes like a necessity as people, you know, want to try and figure out ways to keep the bird moist that someone probably was like, we should fill it with bread. And it's like, that sounds like it's going to dry that shit right out. But 
Yeah. And then there's the whole, like, are you really supposed to do that? Are you not supposed to do it because of the whole E. coli situation? yeah, right? It could just, but I don't mind it. My mom always did it two ways. E. coli with stuffing? I don't know if that's the right word. Or you could just, like, if if it's salmonella, I I apologize. Yeah. So, so like, maybe with the whole, like, salmonella thing, Uh, people might not be doing it. Um, But I don't know. My mom always did it in the bird. She would do two pans, one in the bird. And one out. And I thought they were equally good. Equally yeah. delicious. I'd eat the fuck out of both of them. Yeah. I mean, like, I enjoy a good stuffing, but, like, not a plain stuffing. I immediately like, turned a corner a couple, well, no, probably, like, 10 or 15 years ago. Oh, where did I was you do like, a cornbread one? Oh, well, that's delicious. But the minute I realized you could put, like, chorizo in the Dude, stuffing oh, and, like, lots of, like, sausage stuffing, like, blew my mind. Yeah. And I was like, never again. But my dad, of course, has a fit. He's like, no, everything like the 1950s. And so we have to do every dish, how it was served from day one to him. And then any of your weird stuff uh, that you want to eat just has to be made separately. And that's that's on you. <laughs> but you cannot like oyster disrupt. stuffing's a big thing, right? Still, oyster stuffing? Yeah, that I know seems a lot of people who make oyster stuffing. Oh, really? I've never mm-hmm. had that. So basically, it's just basically like stuffing. You put oysters in it in the end. Interesting. Yeah, canned ones, too. Hey, yum, yum, yum. Oh, like smoked ones? Yeah. Ooh, that sounds Ooh. good. Yeah, so we were talking about how it's it's just more fun to get away from the holiday and like go more alternative as humanly possible. So there's a huge uptick in the number and percent, the percentage of people who are choosing to just fully go out to eat for the meal because the stress is insane, you know? Like, yeah. let's talk about it. Um Okay, reasons people are doing this. Uh, Okay, they want to make the holiday easier for themselves. That checks out. You know, a lot of households are two working people. It's like you're working full time. It's a really, really tough meal to uh, accommodate people with. You're bored of the same thing year after year. That also checks out. Um, People want to reduce and eliminate the stress associated with the meal. Um, And basically, they want to make their own traditions with their own family and partner, which totally makes sense, you know, because if that's what you're focusing on and you want the holiday to be about, it's like put a spin on it. Eat some ham. Have like a fucking rack of ribs. Eat spaghetti and meatballs if that what sounds delicious to you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ribs? Oh, barbecue? I, I, did, I did short ribs Dang, uh, one year. Good. I did short ribs one year when my mom came to town. It was just the three of us. It was fucking awesome. I mean, I think, and it is happening more and more. I think it is becoming more the norm that people are going out to eat on Thanksgiving. So lots more restaurants are open. Oh, yeah. And people want the steakhouses to be open specifically mm. or like the buffets where you're going and getting like all you can eat, like a huge spread and getting like all your ham and your chicken and your prime rib probably. Along oh, with yeah. Your there's turkey. prime rib there. You know, so I think it's like, is this a good thing for the service industry? Because it's just like basically people who have like lives and families aren't able to be with their loved ones on days like this. You know, I think it's like a slippery slope to say like, should restaurants be open on all holidays or not? But people are always willing to work. And if the money is right and it's all automatic gratuity all night long, eh, whatever. No, that's what I was just going to say is I loved working Thanksgiving at my old restaurant because I would not fly home very often to Michigan. It was just it was just too much. It's just such a quick in and out holiday that you usually get trapped at LaGuardia and don't even make it home. Like it was like, I'm just going to stay work the holiday. And so we would do three seatings prefix menu. Um, you know, it would include some wine if you wanted it, anything in addition, if you wanted cocktails, 
Anything else outside of that, great. Tack it on. You still get your autograph, and people have to be in and out within a two-hour time frame, and then you reset, you flip, and, like, you'd walk out with, I don't know, I made, like, 400 bucks on Thanksgiving. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think it's a great thing for servers, and I see more and more people being like, I'll choose this over my dysfunctional family any day. Yeah. I also think people love to hit the bar on Thanksgiving night. They're yeah. like, I got to get away oh, yeah. from so-and-so. Absolutely. Real big bar night. And most of the bars usually open around like, I feel like five, maybe yep. even a little bit later. Um, I used to go work the bar at Bed Dog Tavern. I think I did it like three years in a row mm-hmm. where I would go and have Thanksgiving dinner with friends and I'd be like, wow, well, I got to go to the bar now and open it up. Some people would trickle in. We would always be really slow at first, but then like by the end of the night, there'd probably be like 20 or 30 people in the bar mm-hmm. just chilling. People would come and visit. I mean, there was like, there were times when I, uh, a friend of mine who I knew from improv just like randomly came in and he was just like, I haven't had Thanksgiving dinner. It's been like really weird. I had all these leftovers and I like fed him like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner when he was there. It's really fun and weird to work on Thanksgiving. I like it. Cause yeah, you can make yeah. anyone family. Yeah. Right. yeah that's exactly it. Yeah. That is absolutely it. Like, like, yeah, pull up a chair. Like, let's have a drink. And then, you know, you don't have to be alone because it's a very, the holidays are fucking lonely for people, you sure. know? Yeah. So they're looking for some sort of connection or they're looking to get the fuck away from their family. Right. Or just talk. They want to be alone. It. They want to yeah. be lonely. You know, it goes both ways. Oh yeah. It 100% cuts both ways. And I think too, it's, it's like, <sighs> People are like we were. Drennan and I have a show at the Dresden, and I was looking over Mark, the um, the, you know, bar manager and, and owner of the restaurant, like working on his Thanksgiving menu. And I was just mm. like, oh, how fun to go have Thanksgiving at this like really classy, crazy old club. Have some nice stiff cocktails. Have something delicious to eat. Walking around Los Angeles, like it's really dawned on me more and more that I either like to travel. Uh, and go somewhere because like here's a hot tip um, and I might add this to the end if you do not want to go to do uh, traditional Thanksgiving things look to traveling outside of the US because that is not a holiday other people celebrate anywhere else in Spain right now because he did the math and like the um, the amount it would take to fly to Spain and then back to Chicago and he was like it's like an insane deal like, I think he was like, it's only like $200 more to like tack on a round trip to Spain. So that's what he's doing. Yeah. Prior. Yeah. You can try, you can oh travel uh, abroad anywhere because it's a t- terribly slow time of year for, you know, th- this weekend in particular. So uh, tickets are so cheap. I'm upset. I've never thought about this. <laughs> oh, I've done it. I've done year, it two times. It's the best. Here's one thing I think we should talk about, which I'm not yeah. sure we had, is that so the the day the night before Thanksgiving is statistically the busiest bar night of the year. Of the year, we of got the a year. show at the Ace. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh nice. It's gonna yeah, get wild. Fun. But like typically because you have like a bunch of people coming home who were like older and like they want to go out and see their friends before the next day. So you've got like reunions, rowdiness, people who are just off work, all piling into bars across the country, getting fucking blasted well it's blasted not only from having a day off midweek but for me traditionally too levels of nervous drinking and fun nostalgia because for me i was coming home to connect with old high school classmates right which is another big part of that that's it doesn't really happen anymore if it does Great, I haven't. When been you're home young, a bit I think it's different. I'm also like not going and getting choiced at the bar like I used to. I mean, don't quote me on, on that every day. Um, but 
yes, it is a lot of reconnection, especially like when you're like in your twenties and you go back and everybody's just like, they're still young, but they can drink now. That's when like shenanigans happened. Oh, yeah. So many shenanigans. That's when you're like, oh, I've totally boned Billy. I, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever his last name is. We totally had sex in my parents' car, the parking lot of the park. I, I want to make a special shout out to anyone listening who has bartended or worked basically the the night before. Is there a name for the I night it was before like thing? Black, Black Wednesday. Black Wednesday. I know. It's like it's there's something. Wait, Black Wednesday. Well, it's not Black Wednesday. It's just always kind of no, the busiest bar night of the year is the night before Thanksgiving. And then Black Friday, obviously, is... is Blackout Wednesday. Blackout Wednesday. Drinksgiving. Okay. Drinksgiving. Wacky Wednesday. Okay. Awkward Wednesday. I don't know. That's Those are what they've all been called. Awkward Wednesday. Awkward Wednesday. So another thing with young college students is uh, that weekend, and especially that night, too, is coined the turkey dump. So people are first semester uh, college students, and maybe they're st- they've still been dating their high school sweetheart who's not going to the same college as them or stayed oh, home. So they've the- got a few months of being independent and having a life under their belt. They come home for the holiday and usually traditionally break up oh. with their high school sweetheart. So it's called Turkey Dump. It probably happens on a lot of Blackout Wednesdays in bars. Oh, too. I can imagine the fights mm-hmm. and the drama that ensues. Wow. Blackout Wednesday and a turkey dump. That's too much fun. <laughs> All in one night. <laughs> with extra gravy. Well, do you guys do Friendsgiving? Ever? Always. That's like all I've done. I, I've never gotten the opportunity to. We'll do it. We'll do it sometime, you know? I mean, well. I don't do like how people here flip out and start having Friendsgiving like a week before. There's like people I know or it's like an annual tradition and they'll go to like, they'll fucking party hop to all these Friendsgivings like because people, mm-hmm. that's what people do. So I, I can only handle like one Thanksgiving. Yeah, meal. that seems weird you doing know? more than one. It, yeah, I mean, I get pe- how- people with split, like going like, you know, if you're dating someone and both families are local, sure, you sure. have to if do the whole like, thing, well, that's one like, thing, but I'm talking about hopping. it's yeah. spe- like specifically people will do like a Sunday brunch, but they'll do like all Thanksgiving or it's just an night, like a reason for people to get together and eat Thanksgiving food and get wasted. I feel like that is the one day of the year that I would absolutely entertain doing blow for the first time in my <laughs> life. If I was going to like Thanksgiving hop, you know, cause you're just like oh, yeah. so much food. It kills your appetite real hard. Like you don't want to eat and do cocaine. Those, those two hmm. things that kind of cancel each other out. That's yeah. pretty good. That's probably good then. Um, so <laughs> well, what is, I, I, I feel like a good Friendsgiving is like, a board game, some fun movies, or, I mean, no rules. Just be like, we're going to do a little this or a little that. Here's when the dinner is. After that, I mean, we've had a lot of fun. We've had an outdoor fire pit, and I was really, really enjoyed so much. Um, We had the funny circle of we had to keep going around and saying things we were thankful for, which was really fun around the fire, which is great. I love going around and saying what you're thankful for. It's my favorite tradition of all time. Yeah, that's a really great one. Um, but you know, I've been to Friendsgivings that like have ranged from like when I was younger where it's like, there was like 20 of us and there's nowhere to, there's nowhere to sit, which is my, which I hate more than anything. Yeah. That's not cool. Is when there's nowhere to sit. Um, I and, need somewhere to lie down. All too. everybody <laughs> does is like get wasted all day long and we eat and everybody just wants to keep drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. And for me, that's a lot. Um, but as I have gotten older over the years, yeah, it has really been honed and pared down. And actually like the people I have friends giving with now I've known from Chicago and we're, they're like my Thanksgiving family. This is like our, 
with James, I think this is over 10 years. I love it. Having Thanksgiving together and like Jasmine and Danielle probably like our seventh or eighth. That's so. great. Mm-hmm. I've come to two of those. Yeah. We play Molke in the front yard. It's real fun. Molke nice. is the best. Molke. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm actually, I'm it's really, I'm very thankful. I will say being in the service industry on Thanksgiving to like not have to work. I mean, you do work because you do and you cook food and you work your ass off no matter what you're doing. But to not have to go into a restaurant and work on Thanksgiving, I am so extremely thankful for. But also very proud and like, you know, honor the time this that I did. Well, I will say this is the one year where I'm like, I wish I had a restaurant job this year, which just is totally do it. fine. I know. Hey, Quit I and just I, do it. Listen to the listeners out there. I went and I applied for a part time serving job. I have been hired, sort of, but I don't get to go in until really after the holidays are over. Oh, okay. So it's like if I'm still available and interested and vice versa, and I really like this place, but it was wild. I mean, it was wild going back in there and and just being like, fuck, man, here I am. Like, I've been out for eight years. In a restaurant when they're closed. I know, I know. And so it's interesting, but I, I hopefully think it'll be a good way to bring in like a couple, I mean, I just need a couple extra hundred bucks uh, a week would be fantastic and this place is so cool and man it's gonna help me out and so I just really had like a funny check-in moment with doing this podcast for almost a year talking about service industry feeling so removed from it after even though I did 15 years it's been seven or eight since I've done it and <laughs> to be 41 and uh, have to go and ask for a job again but realize that this is what this is a resume that fucking can get you a job if that's what you need. Like it isn't what I pictured I'd be doing, but I'm so grateful I can and I'm good at it. Yeah. That you remember. Well, <laughs> they're still using Aloha. So you'll be uh, God damn it. I know. It was just so, I was somewhere the other night and I was like, they're totally using Aloha here. As long as it's not squirrel, we're good to go hard to say i was hoping they were doing handwritten tear-off checks but maybe (laughs) not and i tabulated on a calculator (laughs) anyone want to just say instead of here's a tip uh say something they're thankful for i know what i'm thankful for i'm thankful for the listeners and the opportunity to do side work podcast yeah i'll tack on to that that i'm really thankful that we've had the opportunity to do this podcast and really um, start and tap into such an awesome community where people support us. We feel very supported and uh, yeah. And it's just, uh, it's been fun. It's been so fun. Well, I'm thankful for you guys um, for creating such an awesome um, community. I think it's really cool and I feel very welcome here and um, yeah. I'm thankful for my new job at Himalaya and yeah. hopefully I'll get to work with you guys more. I know. All will you be our boss, Drennan? I, I, you you probably will to have to be. Boss. be my you own boss. Yeah, be exactly. BYOB. That's right. Um, I think we can all say we're very thankful to Mr. Brian Lucas for being our awesome yeah. sound editor yeah. for uh, making sure we sound nice and and neat and all the fun sound effects and he he does a great job well you guys thank you so much uh for listening as always i hope you're having a great time either enjoying some time off or making some bank working this uh holiday as always you know what we say andrea hey guys, guys. Oh. <laughs> what oh yeah you gotta wait for me to get in there okay. godspeed <sighs> One, oh, two, okay. or what? I think we should be like you say Godspeed and I say good tips, or okay. like one the other. So, and then I do the turkey gobble. Yep, 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 yep. You ready? Okay. okay, ready? Godspeed and good tips. <laughs> that was great. <laughs>
That was like that's like you're giving the lady a head move. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening. If you like Sidework Podcast, please review us, give us five stars, and hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. At Have Sidework a- Podcast.